0: It's just a couple minutes past 520. Glenn Stretch Smith joining us now on the uh, hotline. And uh, Stretch, good to visit with you. Welcome back to the uh, the Matt Mosley Show. We have missed you. And on the, uh, uh, the aftermath of a uh, Cowboys preseason game, I wanted to touch base with you. Welcome back, sir.
1: Hey, I appreciate you having me, Mosley, and like always, I'm glad you're right on time, buddy. Good to talk to you.
0: <laughs> Lost track, but uh, so excited that you're joining us. I'm looking at the AP Top 25 poll, uh, and uh, boy, this is this is kind of interesting today. Your alma mater, the Longhorns, here's what I like doing. I like looking, it. it they allow you on AP to see how all the people voted and whether if they kind of homered it up a little bit, all that kind of stuff. Our old buddy Kirk Bowles, columnist, Austin American statesman. Uh, Stretch, would you like to guess where he had the horns? And, of course, he did go to University of Texas. I'm going to say put him at uh, six stitches in a hobo's britches. Mostly six. (laughs) Number seven. He had the Longhorns at number seven, and he's got the LSU Tigers up there at number four, right behind. And he's got Michigan one, Georgia two, Bama three, and then you get LSU and then Ohio State. Um, These things interest me to see how they all – I like to see, for instance, noted Pac-12 homer, John Wilner. That's probably not fair. But he does have the Washington Huskies, number four in the AP poll. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so, you, know, you,
1: used, you used to have to step up and say, uh, you know, when you, when, you, when you stepped up at the carnival, you had to, you know, there's the age or the weight. And I got it within one. And I'd say, you know, both, I mean, the fact that he put Bama up there, the fact that he put, uh, who else did you say? I mean, I agree with him, LSU. Who else did you? Oh, he had Michigan number one. I, yes, might have been one. Of, it might have been one of those nights. He was down there at Gloria's, the Mexican place down there in Austin. He got he got him some of that fire water and got all liquored up when he had to, when he had to turn his ballot in.
0: <laughs> oh man, I I I lo- I mean, this is a fun time of year, Aggies. Uh- Aggies, at least on this, Wilner's deal, number 18. And he has the Texas Longhorns, 15, K-State, 14. Now, do you have any thoughts uh, on on any of these college teams, Stretch? Do you think there's anybody that's going to surprise us? I mean, you've always had a good feel for, like, the LSU personnel. Um, and, uh, and I told you the other day, by the way, former LSU head coach Ed Orgeron, was hanging on the Baylor campus the other day. His son's on the staff, so that's always kind of exciting to see. But are there any of these teams, like, how would you classify TCU after what they did last year? Do they deserve to be ranked top 15, or or do you think that was just a, a simply a lightning in a bottle situation?
1: Well, I mean, I, I think obviously Coach Patterson let that. You know he he did not leave the cupboard bare, and and you, you you saw that with an ability for a quarterback to get hurt, and who they had number two step in, obviously Duggan and do do a great job for him, and, and and you you know Coach Dykes did a heck of a job of uh, of getting that program rolling. I think the thing that to me that really I, I don't have a good feel for is you know how is Kendall Browles, you know how is he going to step in there. Being the offensive coordinator, how how similar is his verbiage to what they had uh, previously there at TCU with you know with Riley? I, it it's really hard to to me it's it's really hard to say, and I think that's what like you said. I mean that's what makes it so interesting. We can laugh at these columnists all they want, but I mean I don't I don't think they know any more than you know, probably anybody else standing around the water cooler, quite frankly, could tell you right now. I mean, I I do think Michigan's going to be good. I think Texas is going to be good. I think that, uh, you know, you look in and, and you look around the, the Big 12. I mean, I you know, I, we were talking about this today before we went on air. I mean, you know, we, you think about Baylor and, you know, changing defensive coordinators, but staying with Coach Grimes on offense. I mean, how are they going to? How, how are they going to look? And then, I, I mean, I, you know, Kansas State. I I don't know that I could write them off. They always step up, shock somebody. Oklahoma. I mean, I, it's it's really, it'll be interesting to to see how it all really shakes out. But I I think you get to week three in the season, and th- that's going to be the time when the really interesting conversation starts. And then, you know, you're going to see guys start jockeying and see how really good guys are when there's no preseason football and you don't have that opportunity to get out there and even look and see what guys have, I think it's, it's hard to
0: tell. All right. I wanted to get your take on the Cowboys uh, and what stood out to you. Um, you know, Deuce Vaughn, we knew he was good. He was a great college player. That was fun to see him in a game. And, and he just, he's so quick. He's explosive. He's strong. He's also five, five, but, uh, Stretch, I mean, you just never know. There's just certain positions where the little guy can survive in the NFL. You don't want to get a whole team of those guys, right? A whole team of Cole Beasley's, as you used to say. But boy, if you have one, um, I mean, that's pretty, it's pretty amazing to watch a guy like that. How much, uh, what did you take away from just Deuce Vaughn's uh, performance? And is he a guy that could, could actually emerge as the backup? Or do you like him more as that change of pace, simply a complimentary type guy?
1: Yeah, I just, I don't know that, I mean, I don't know that I, that I would trust him from a protection standpoint saying, okay, let's put him in there and really know that he can, you know, with his size, be able to pick up the blitz and understand who to get. I think the speed of the game is going to be obviously something that you saw him transition with. I think it concerns me that, you know, obviously Turpin fumbled the, the punt. Now, you you know, you got two really undersized guys with with Turpin and, uh, and with Vaughn. It'll be interesting to see how Dallas, you know, really takes all of that into consideration. You start looking at the running back room and you think, okay, we know Pollard's a starter and Dowdle and, and Davis and Jones. And then, you know, how is it going to really, how are those guys going to shake out who, you know, who, who goes to the practice squad, how do they try to manage um, their roster? I think Dallas is a very talented team. I mean, you look and you saw the things that even Jake Ferguson did. I mean, stepping in for you know Schultz and and, and they lost Schultz and really that's been Dak's kind of binky, you know, that ability to throw him the stick route and be able to know he's going to be where he's going to be when he's supposed to be there. But you saw Ferguson be able to do some things. Uh, Other than that, I don't know that I got a whole lot out of the game. I mean, you like seeing some of the down-the-line uh, second-team and third-team mm-hmm. defensive backs play. But, I, I you know, I'm going to stand by this, that I really believe when you look at the Cowboys and if you start thinking about how you're going to stack them up versus the rest of the NFC East, I mean, this is a defense that can absolutely throttle you. And when I say throttle you, I'm talking about you've got maybe two of the top, arguably eight or nine corners in the NFL starting for you. They both can play man coverage. And when you start thinking about defenses having to dictate or trying to dictate or guess who's going to get over the top help and and, and where those safeties are going to be, uh, they're not going to have any idea. And when you look at the Cowboys' safeties and you think about, Wilson, Kirst, Malik Hooker, and all three of those guys are physical. They'll knock your teeth in. And so I, I just think that when you look at the Cowboys, all the talk has been about, you know, Martin and him coming back in now. All the talk has been about Dak, quit throwing interceptions, Vaughn. Yeah, it's it's cute. Little undersized guy back there in the backfield. I'm still saying that this year, this Cowboys team, if, if they can you know, if they can keep from turning the football over, which obviously in the first preseason game, I mean we saw Turpin fumble and you know, we saw a fumble on the one yard line. They're gonna have to take care of the football. Dak can't turn the football over. But if they won't do that, I'm telling you defensively, Dallas has got a real chance. I believe to win 12 or 13 games and they're going to be right there in it. And if they can stay healthy, um, you know, give you every opportunity to to, to get into the playoffs and do what they need to do. I still think, you know, the, the I'm concerned with the kicking situation. Uh, Brandon Aubrey. I mean, I watched him play this year coaching in the USFL and I mean, he was a good kicker. He, you know, kid came out of Notre Dame and, and they're, they're putting a lot on his shoulders, but boy, I know as a, you know, as a fan and as somebody who analyzes the Cowboys and gets paid to do that, boy, I'd feel better if Robbie Gold was in here right now.
0: Yeah, and and it, there's some precedent for this, isn't there? For them going into a season and not really having a great feel for what to do at kicker, and the, and the longer you wait, the more you kind of like, oh goodness. And and I'm like you. I mean, a guy's an interesting story. He's a soccer background, but when you shank, uh, extra point, you don't care about soccer background. All those, all those fun little stories, as you referred to, uh, go out the window. Uh, Glenn Stretch Smith joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. You've heard him for years, right here on the, uh, oh well, the Mosley Show, his own show. Here on in Central Texas, always good to catch up with him. Um, Stretch, I thought that was interesting late in that game. I'm thinking, who's playing defensive tackle for the Cowboys? Well, I Gallimore was still out there. And I think Bohanna, who's been kind of moving around on this team for years now, it seems like. Quentin Bohanna. I mean, to me, that tells you there's a fight at the kind of the end of this roster. And some of these veterans are not guaranteed a spot. That's, that's kind of one of the things I noticed in that game the other night. And by the way, to your point, on some of those other players down the line, guys, I thought DeMond Clark at linebacker, Jabril Cox, uh, Demarcus Overshone, the rookie out of Texas, came in there and made a really good stick early in that game. Um, I, I, thought th- I thought some of the linebacker play was kind of interesting, intrigued me.
1: Yeah, and and you're right, Matt. I mean, they they have done a really good job of drafting. And I think, you know, obviously it starts with Quinn and what he's done um, as far as being able to uh, identify guys that fit in his scheme, guys that he wants. You look at this football team right now, and I think the thing that stood most out to me it is the length of this football team. And you look again in the secondary. I mean, they're bigger, they're longer, they're more physical. And so uh, I think he, he's he's had a direct impact on how, you know, how they've drafted, what they've drafted, the measurables of what they're looking for in guys. And when you, again, you look at the Cowboys right now physically on defense, and you just talked about it. I mean, guys who have contributed heavily in the previous years and, you know, Neville Gallimore, Quint Bohanna. I mean, you're right. Those are guys that now are, you know, are trying to get in there and press Odiggy Zua and, you know, the, 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 some of these frontline guys, mm-hmm. Hankins for, for a starting job. And, you know, I like that they played Mozzie Smith a lot. I like that they're going to give him an opportunity to roll in there. And what it really tells you is, that Dallas is going to have a rotation of guys. They're going to be able to get after the quarterback. And, and, and you know, that's how you, to me, that's how you win in the NFL. You get after the quarterback and you cause turnovers and you quit talking about, obviously, your quarterback who's turned it over way too much. And you hope that, you know, him getting into this West Coast system will allow him to, you know, have some comfort. And guess what? have confidence in punting the football and knowing that your defense can get the ball back for you
0: yeah and and you're right maybe they won't force it have to force it so much maybe the windows won't be so small uh you brought up mozzie uh smith uh tell me this rookie defensive lineman how much of a learning curve we expect certain positions guys to play right away and we we think rookie running back should be okay and be able to contribute. They need Mozzie. They want him to step in and contribute immediately. What's that learning curve like for a guy like Mozzie who didn't put up maybe the impressive, certainly sacks or anything like that? But but how do you uh, how long does it take a rookie uh, of, of taken where he was taken to be ready to roll? I'm sure it varies. But that that position he's playing, how tough is that and how, how long does it usually take those guys to kind of get ramped up and rolling?
1: Yeah, I I, I mean I think you can put I think you can I, I really believe you can count on putting him in there now. And I think it's a lot easier for a guy who's an inside guy, a two technique, a three technique, that's a guy over the inside eye of the of the guard, the outside eye of the guard sometimes comes down and plays over the over the center. That's the guy that's going to play the double team block. That's the guy that's going to keep and take up two blocks so that Vander Esch, so that Parsons, so that those guys, uh, you know, get the one on one look. Eat up the double team block in a three technique where you're over the guard, where you're going to allow, you know, your defensive ends to cut it loose and really get after it. And I think that's what you're going to see from him. And that's what That's really what they want him to do. Hey, get in there and and show me that you can pretty much fight the double team, and he's big and strong enough to be able to do that so that we can cut our pass rusher, Demarcus Lawrence, dead loose on the end so that we can go to the other side in in, in a nickel situation and turn turn our pass rusher, Micah Parsons, our inside linebacker, who we know is going to come down and come off the edge, we'll get him in a one-on-one situation. So really it becomes that that position is about an attitude, it's about being physically able to hold up against a run versus a double team block. And I think all of that'll come for him in coming out of the Big 10 where they do run the football, you know, where you're playing Wisconsin, Penn State, you're, Iowa, you're playing those teams who really come off the ball at you and and run the football at you. You're able to play that double team and so I think that he he'll make a natural transition into being, you know, comfortable in that position. And I also think the defensive coordinator is going to be comfortable with putting him down in there. And that's, those are the things that, you know, you continue to, and we talked about him again. I mean, with Bohanna and, and, and with, you know, uh, uh, Gallimore being able to go in there and be those guys that are, we, we can rotate them in here knowing they're going to need a, a blow from, from from time to time, because they are playing that double team all the time, and I like what Quinn did. I mean, he moved Mozzie right over that center, and you yeah. know, to me, that makes center uncomfortable. And so, when you you have the ability to do that, that's that 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 just adds things to your arsenal.
0: Yeah, as long as they don't have to face that backup Jacksonville quarterback anymore, I like their chances. I mean, that guy, that guy was that guy was something, man. He was giving them. Giving them all kinds of heck. Well, Stretch, good good stuff. I appreciate it. Uh, Zeke, by the way, I thought this was interesting, signs for $4 million today. His last contract uh, he signed was for $90 million. I think that says everything you need to know about the running back market, especially for a 28-year-old. But good to see him back in the league, and uh, I think that's a good signing by the Patriots. Stretch, I really appreciate it. And uh, thank you for being with us today.
1: Mosley, you have yourself a grand day, pal.
0: Okay, there he goes. I think he meant that with all sincerity. Uh, Glenn Stretch Smith joining the, uh, the Matt Mosley Show. All right, it is coming up on time for the dismount. we got to say goodnight to you. We'll do it next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Hey folks, Gary Scott here with Jim Turner.